Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day. You deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. See if I can get it turned off. Yeah, I got a new system here today and I'm having a little struggle getting started. You probably wouldn't have even noticed if I hadn't told you. Thank you for listening to the Humble Farmer. There was Count Basie playing 12th Street Rag, which was something we used to play for dances when I was playing for dances back in 1951. 
trying to learn to play saxophone. Imagine me playing saxophone and dance playing 12th Street Rag. It was easy because it was only three notes. And here, if you are ready, pull your bear skins a little closer to the fire for this one because you've got to be listening. You've got to be thinking. Here is your No Things Considered Humble Farmer Question of the Week. Why was Prometheus so glad to see the X-Lax in his Christmas stocking? I waited for that thinking it might just well happen we hear on the news the sad news that Joe Cocker has died 
My question to you is, how is it possible that such a famous person could have escaped my attention for fifty years? How could I have missed him? Where was I when he was out there doing his thing? Now, if you have ever heard of Joe Cocker, what in the world do you do that I don't do that enables you to recognize his name? There's no doubt but what the strata in society can be illustrated in a diagram similar to those showing a geologic cross-section of sedimentary rock layers. Every time many famous people appear in concert, make a movie, or die, I always wonder how I don't happen to fit into that vast group of citizens who recognize their names or faces. Tim Sample said it best. He wondered how Slim Whitman could have sold a million records without Tim's ever hearing of the man. Now please tell me that you have never heard of Joe Cocker. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com and I don't want to feel that I am the only inhabitant in my little layer of sediment.
And I pushed the wrong button. I said, I told you I've got a different setup here today, and I hope I can get through it. Thank you for bearing with me for a couple of days. Bad news on the news. The news has showed divers looking for the body of a young man in a river. They say they found his car keys, and the diagram we are shown on the television indicate that he left a pub and walked to the river and vanished. Now, he might be in the river, and he might not be. He might be somewhere else. It has not escaped your attention that many of this world's problems have transpired soon after pulling the cock on a bottle or leaving a pub. That program, Cops, would, well, there'd hardly be anything on that program if it wasn't for leaving a pub or pulling the cock on a bottle. Would you compare drinking to your neighbor's opinions on religion? No matter how absurd either would appear to a visitor from Mars, the convoluted mind of a practitioner will regurgitate a silly argument to justify it.
Count Basie, here on the Humble Farm. Well, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you, thank you for listening. I am the Humble Farmer at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I am pretty sure. I don't usually throw names around on this program about the famous people I know, but I'm going to right now. I'm pretty sure that it was my friend, Etienne, the Camden jeweler, who sent me a lifetime subscription to the J. Peterman's Owner's Manual. The J. Peterman's Owner's Manual is no more than a catalog of very pricey, exotic items. What makes it interesting is the description accompanying, accompanying each item, because instead of describing the item, it paints a picture, a rosy picture, of what, an absurd rosy picture of what you will be doing when you're wearing the $158 lacy flannel skirt. Probably having tea with the Duke of Hastings or lugging off a sack of money you have just won from James Bond and the Casino Royale. It's always some exotic place <laughs> with, with the rich and royalty. Now, if you're familiar with this owner's manual, you know that it contains some very silly but psychologically very powerful writing. It is an intentional satire on itself and is obviously very successful. They must have top, top psychologists and, and writers working for this magazine. Now, I showed this owner's manual to some gifted high school students that I met up at Bates College, and I asked them to advertise a product with that kind of writing. And this is what Danny wrote. Now, please listen closely to this. Remember that it's first time through. I mean, the, this kid didn't polish it or anything. This is first time off. I think this is great for the first time through. I couldn't do it. You're sitting atop a villa on a balcony overlooking the crystal blue ocean and Greece's vibrant mountain side houses. The waiter, dressed in a slick black tux, approaches you with the world's most extravagant red wine. Your gaze shifts to her brilliant smile and twinkling eyes. A miriachi band plays in the distance. Strange, you think, the Clashian cultures. A luscious antipasto salad is placed in front of both of you. The yearn of your stomach can be heard echoing within the valley. Yet, you're missing something. Bacon bits. songs of love but not for me a lucky stars above but not for me with love to lead the way I've found more clouds of gray than any Russian play could guarantee I was a fool 
to fall and get that way. I hold alas and also lack a day. Although I can't dismiss the memory of her kiss, I guess she's not for me. A fool to fall and get that way. I hold alas and also lack a day. Although I can't dismiss the memory of her kiss, I guess she's not for me. Do they do? We hear, well, that was Chet Baker, you knew that. Nobody else can do that but Chet Baker. We hear that obesity is rampant. Maybe you've heard about it. Being overweight is now the norm, and those of us who are nothing but skin and bones, like lambkin, are abnormal curiosities. My wife, Marsha, the almost perfect woman, seems to live on lettuce leaves intermingled with small chunks of chicken. It is very discouraging for an aged husband to hug his wife when she has the body of a 19-year-old dancer. But I live with it. Do people who are overweight dream of cakes and pies and sweet things to eat? Is their burning desire manifested by pictures of exotic foods on their Facebook pages? I post whatever comes to my mind on my Facebook page. Do others do the same? I now invite you to pose as an academic and generate a psychological profile from several Facebook pages. Generate several psychological profiles from several Facebook pages. Do you think this information would be of value to a person with something to sell? From your studies, which products do you think would be most in demand? Are we a society of frosted cakes, beer and guns, or kittens playing with a ball of yarn in a blaze of golden sunshine?
Lester leaping in, my brother says that all people's minds function in a mode he calls old think. Old think. People over 70 do not think in the same terms as people under 20 or even people under 40. Did you realize that when people over 70 buy something or, or hire someone to help them, they have to imagine what something will cost and then multiply that number by 10, you know, just to bring them into alignment with the current decade. For example, over the years I've bought or built nine houses. Over the years I have bought or built nine houses, and I think the most I paid for any one of them was $21,000. I can't imagine how anyone could pay $100,000 for a house. Where in the world would they ever get the money to make the payments? Now, here's an example of old thing. Listen to this carefully. Here's an example of old thing. The other day, long, long, long time radio friend Peg posted on my Facebook page, How do you think Zuckerberg got to be worth millions?
Mm-hmm. Lenny Brawl, of course. No one else could do that. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite station. Where with any luck at all. You can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Do you hesitate to call friends on the telephone for no reason other than to chat or to hear their voice or to ask how they're doing? Hey, how you doing there today? There are people I would call more often, but I've been beside them too often. You know, I've been standing right at their side when we've heard their telephone ring. And I've heard them swear and ask, who in blazes could be calling now at 7.30 in the in the middle of the night. And then they pick it up and smile and say, Hi. John Gould said that he was not a slave to his telephone and that when his phone rang, he very often simply smiled and went into the other room. John Gould was a very strong man. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. What do you say when your telephone rings? Basie here on the Humble Farmer. Hope this is working. The power went out on my way. 
What do you do when the lights go out? <laughs> I have always admired Kendall Moss for his quick wit. One day, someone wrote on my Facebook, How can you confess to being so ignorant of American music makers? Kendall Moss replied for me. Kendall said, The key word is music.
farmer. Who knows how long we've been doing it here. I'll just keep uh, playing here till someone shuts me off. What do you know about type... What do you know about type A people who are very fussy? You know this type of person. They can't sleep at night if there is a book on a table instead of on the shelf where it belongs. I'm going to edit this a little bit, but a friend sent me an email that goes something like this. You know that if you ask a perfectionist if he is happy, his immediate answer is yes, yes. I asked him, how do you know if you're happy? He said, because I would feel bad if I wasn't. I said, you tell me you feel bad all the time, so how do you know? So I press him for an answer, and he says, Hey, uh, give me a minute. I need to put something back here where it belongs. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station, where, with, a, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you.
With any luck at all, I say I'm here every week at this time. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com, and I would love to hear from you. Way, way back around 1960, <laughs> way back around 1960, I bought all of Aldous Huxley's books, and perhaps like you, I read Huxley and I read Bertrand Russell instead of the work that had been assigned. So I didn't read my assignments in class. I read Bertrand Russell and Huxley. And I get to admit, it didn't do anything for my grades, but it blessed me with a cynicism for which I will always be grateful.
Desmond Rongata. Jerome Kern, of course. Jerome Kern, still the clouds roll by. Someone wrote on my Facebook page, Facebook is a playpen, a little zoo, where we are allowed to play in exchange for sharing tons of personal information about ourselves to advertisers and data researchers and marketeers. If Humble wants his page to stay bright and happy, with an occasional banana thrown into the cage to rattle the monkeys for his own amusement, I think that is his prerogative. Of course, we don't have to do everything the zookeeper says. Dim, dim, dum, dum. 
And here is your last humble hit for the day. Call it No Things Considered, if you will. Hopefully, this will enrich your life. Years ago, some people carried knitting with them. Everywhere they went, they took a little basket of knitting. And they did this because it enabled them to do something productive while they were in an environment where the only option was to sit. Nowadays, some people carry a small book when they have an appointment at some office where they might have to wait. That way, these people are sure of having something that appeals to them and won't be stuck with a Sports Illustrated or a Hot Rod magazine. Time spent in a doctor's waiting room is never wasted if one uses that time to brush up on Shakespeare or, or read the preface to any one of Shaw's plays. I have a friend who attributes his fantastic education to the fact that he was always sick. Thank you.